welcome to another episode of G Squared Talking Sports. Hope you all had a good sports viewing day. This is a good time to be a sports fan since we have baseball getting into the swing of things. We got the playoffs starting up in both hockey and basketball. Tonight, I will be previewing the upcoming NBA playoffs, which gets set to get underway this Saturday. I will give my take on who I think is going to win each round, as well as the intriguing matchups of each round, and then my take on who I believe is going to make it out of the Western Conference. So sit back and enjoy another episode of G Squared Talking Sports. Welcome back to uh, G Squared Talking Sports. Before I get into uh, each round and the matchups, I have some news and notes on the key injuries for every team heading into the playoffs because looking at my notes here, there are some uh, key injuries for, uh, for some, of the, some of the teams that are expected to uh, battle for the, for, the, for the championship. So I don't think those injuries will have a big effect in the opening rounds. But there could be a possibility as we get into the uh, semifinal and the finals, you know, Western Conference finals, where that will play. Those injuries, if they don't get better, will play a big, a big factor on who will win. And uh, also, before we, you know, I preview the games, I'm going to give you an individual breakdown of, of each team and the leaders of categories that like points, rebounds, assists, and steals. And um, and then we'll get into. Uh, Who's gonna make it out of the Western Conference? So first of all, let's get, you know run down the uh, Western Conference and how it ended up. The number one overall seed, not just in the Western Conference but in the NBA itself, is the Houston Rockets. They finished up with a record of 65 and 17. It's actually one of the best, I believe, one of the best records in their franchise's history. And um, Houston. Points leader was, of course, the popular choice for MVP this year, and that's James Harden. He led the Houston Rockets with an average of 30 points a game. Rebounds was Clint Capella with 10.8, almost 11 rebounds a game. Assist was is also James Harden with 8.8 assisted games. Steals is also James Harden with 1.8, and blocks is Clint Capella. The Rockets, of course, looking at them, they're strong. They had a great regular season, you know. Not included in 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 those uh, in the names there is Chris Paul. They got a good bench, so um, you know a lot of people they're they're the popular choice to come out of the West. But you know we'll see we'll see how the matchups break up later on in the in the broadcast, and uh, you know we'll, you know I'll let you know if I think the Houston Rockets will be making it out of the West. The number two seed is the Golden State Warriors. You know everybody's gonna say you know they didn't have a as best of a regular season, but for the amount of injuries that they had, and essentially, you know, they if you look at the last three years and, and the runs that they've had in the playoffs, they've almost had a, uh, you know, played almost a complete un- another season um, with with this group. So you got to give it up for them. They ended up with a 58-24 and 24 record, so very respectable. So I don't know why everybody is uh, saying that they didn't have, you know, the, a better, you know, the best season. But it's all about just getting into the playoffs. And they've obviously, uh, with winning a championship in Cleveland in the past, they've shown that 
they can they can definitely win on the road. So they don't need the over the number one overall seed. I believe Houston needed the number one overall seed more than Golden State did. So I don't I don't see it as being a big issue. Uh, the Golden State Warriors they were actually led by both Curry and Durant. They both had an average of twenty six points a game. Draymond Green actually led them in assists, and that that you know that that in itself right there is kind of strange because when you think of assists, you're thinking point guards. And Draymond Green is not your typical point guard, so he led him. Uh, he led the uh, Golden State Warriors with assists with seven point six. Also led him in rebounds with uh, seven point three rebounds a game. Curry led him in steals with one point six steals a game, and Durant led them in blocks with one point eight blocks a game. Another. When you think of blocks, you don't think of Kevin Durant or you know power forwards. You usually think of centers. But when you look when you look at the Golden State roster, they don't really have a true center there. So Durant technically can play because he is he is seven feet and with his you know with his wingspan, he does cover a lot of ground. So that doesn't really surprise me. But I I didn't think you'd you know when I saw that he had almost two blocks a game that that that's what surprised me. But you got to give it up for Durant. And uh, again, we'll see if they're going to make it out of the West in my in my bracket. Number three, we got the Portland Trailblazers. Portland had a great season. They actually had a battle, the Utah Jazz there at the end of the at the last game of the season to determine whether they were going to get the number three seed, which they did. They actually handily beat the Utah Jazz. Um, Portland is, is is one of those dark horses. You know, you never know. They got a great they got a great uh, backcourt with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. They got a good center, so they're well coached. Terry Stotts does a good job in running that team, so you know you gotta you gotta really consider them as a, as a possibility to come out of the West. And the the Portland Trailblazers they were led by Damian Lillard, led 27 points a game. Yusuf Nurkic led them in rebounds with nine rebounds a game. Lillard led them in assists with 6.6 steals. I like this name. The Trailblazers were led by Georgios. Papa Giannis, gotta love that name. He had um, averaged two steals a game, and with blocks was Yusuf Nurkic again with 1.4 blocks a game. Portland and also that you know, the Rose Garden, um, that's a you know, that's a tough place to play. Doesn't get it doesn't really get the uh, publicity that a lot of other arenas get. But being a Laker fan and uh, watching many playoff games from the 80s, early 90s, and even in the early 2000s um, of the Lakers going up to Portland. I know it's definitely always a, a tough place to play. You, de- you don't want to play them when you're down in a series because you could definitely find yourself going home or they could pull off an upset if they happen to be playing a Golden State or a Houston in the Western Conference Finals. But I like Portland. They're, they're, they're an exciting team. They're fun to watch. But we'll see if they make it again out of my bracket. The number four seed the Oklahoma City Thunder. <clears throat> there was a team that had high hopes, really high hopes, at the beginning of the year, uh, especially when they traded for two All-Stars in Paul George and Carmelo Anthony to go along with Russell Westbrook. But in reality, if you look at it, had the same exact record last year as this year, which is you would think that that wouldn't be the case when you had two, two All-Stars to go along with your other All-Star you already had. But, you know, we don't know what the case is in Everybody wants to point fingers to Russ, to Russell Westbrook, but it's not just him. Um, you know, he, he he's a great player, but 
something maybe just didn't click with the, with the other two guys because you would have thought they would at least improve by one game, but they had the same record as they did last year. And that was 48-34. and 34. But you got to give it up to Russell Westbrook. You know, second year in a row, he averaged a triple-double. Kind of uh, crazy to think that took so long. And then two years in a row, he, uh, he you know, player averages a triple-double. But he led, he led the, uh, the Thunder in scoring with 25 points a game, rebounds with 10 points a game, ten, excuse me, 10 rebounds a game, and assists with, again, 10 assists a game. So he, amazing, I mean, to, to average a triple-double. The other amazing part is that he, a lot of people are, are, are accusing him of, of stuff in the stats and this and that, and I just, I just think that the, that is just, you know, th- those are just haters because, I mean, I don't, I, I never heard or I never, I remember when, I think it was in the nine. I can't remember exactly the year, but David Robinson on the final day of the season went out and pretty much was handed 60 points a game because he needed the, that amount of points to get the scoring title. And the team, uh, the Spurs, pretty much ran everything to him and he ended up getting it. Shaq one year as well. He needed a certain, you know, certain amount of points to get the scoring title. Last game of the season does it. They don't get criticized, but for some reason, you know, Russell Westbrook is getting criticized for doing it two years in a row. I, I, I think we should celebrate that, not criticize it, but, you know, who am I, right? But we just got to enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the basketball that we're watching with Russell Westbrook uh, leading his team with a triple-double again. And uh, Steels was, they, they list Corey Brewer, but I'm not going to count Corey Brewer since he was traded to Oklahoma City late in the season, and I'm going to... Uh, actually give it to Paul George, who led the uh, Oklahoma with two steals a game and blocks, was Stephen Adams, their center, with one block a game. The fifth seed, now this one, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that they were going to get the fifth seed in the very competitive West, I would have told you, no way, and that's the Utah Jazz. I mean, you got a team that lost their best player in Gordon Hayward, lost him in free agency, so they didn't get anything in return. Then in the middle of the season, they trade Rodney Hood uh, to Cleveland. And so you're thinking that there's no way they're going to make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, they turn around and they go on this unbelievable run to, to finish the season where I believe they finished 29-6 and six, uh, to, to finish out the season. Their defense improved. And um, you, you have to, you have to you know, if, if you're playing them, you, you have to consider them as a threat because no one would have thought it. And they're playing. They're playing excellent. They're playing very well, and they're actually led by a rookie. Another another interesting fact, and a rookie that uh, when he was drafted, you know, uh, he was a lottery pick. Not many. Again, not many people were expecting him to play the way he did. But that's Donovan Mitchell, and he won the slam dunk title, and uh, he continued it from there. And he actually led him in scoring with twenty points a game. So um, that that's that's pretty unheard of where a rookie. Uh, you know, leads the team in scoring, especially one that has, you know, good players to begin with, unless, you know, the, that rookie goes to a team that, that doesn't have established veterans or something like that. But so you got to give it up to the rookie, Donovan Mitchell, 20 points a game. They were led in rebounds by Rudy Gobert, who is uh, quietly becoming a dominant defensive force, and uh, assist the Spaniard, Ricky Rubio, with five assists a game as well as uh, leading him, Ricky Rubio leading him in steals with 1.6 a game and 
blocks was Rudy Gobert with 2.3 blocks a game. And that's what it is. Rudy, Bo- Rudy Gobert has, a, again, also, just like Kevin Durant, a very large wingspan. So you have to, uh, you know, he, he definitely makes he makes you think twice when you're driving down the lane and changes, alters a lot of shots. So he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. And it's, you know, it will be nice to watch him uh, see what he can do. The sixth seed in the West is the New, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Now, this was an interesting team. Again, another team with high hopes due to the fact that they had the two Kentucky Wildcat products in Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. However, of course, as we saw, the DeMarcus Cousins went down with an Achilles injury, so it was only left with Davis, but they still managed to regroup and get that sixth seed and finish out with a 48-34 record. They're led in scoring by Anthony Davis. And what can you say about Anthony Davis? He's slowly becoming one of the best players in the NBA. Um, they were actually led in rebounding by DeMarcus Cousins. Interesting, since he missed most of the season with almost 13 rebounds a game, assist. And I always, you know, we, we forget he, sometimes he's still in the league because, and that is uh, Rajon Rondo led them in assists with eight, point, eight assists a game. Cousins, once again, leading them in steals with uh, one and a half steals a game. And then Anthony Davis led him in steals with two and a half steals a game. So Pelicans, uh, they'll be a fun team to watch in the playoffs. I just don't know with the loss of Cousins if they can if they can you know go far, but but you know we'll definitely see. And uh, the seventh seed. Now this is one where when you think again seventh seed, you usually do not think of this team, and that's the San Antonio Spurs. But they also did not have uh, usual San Antonio Spurs. Which they almost two weeks ago were uh, possibly not going to make the playoffs for the first time in 20 years, but they were able to uh, regroup and uh, come together and and make the playoffs for that 20th year in a row. I think it's just due to the fact that they are one of the older teams in the NBA that did have a big injury in Kawhi Leonard. So obviously when you lose your, your not only your best um, def- player, but your best defender, that changes your, your, you know, your game plan and how you, how you attack teams both offensively and defensively. So, but again, you can never count out the Spurs with the, with um, Greg Popovich, but, It'll be interesting. And they were led in scoring with LaMarcus Aldridge with 23 points a game. Aldridge, again, led them in uh, rebounds with eight and a half rebounds a game. Assist was Tony Parker, the Frenchman with Tony. Uh, Tony still playing, leading him in assist. Kawhi Leonard, although he was injured, led them in steals with two steals a game. And Aldridge led them in blocks with one, one block a game. And then rounding it out, the eighth seed, the Minnesota Timberwolves finally snapped that streak and made the playoffs. And uh, they have, you know, very young, exciting team. With a, and they added some good veterans like Jimmy Butler in the offseason. So they finally broke that broke that streak. Thibodeau has them in the playoffs. They finished up with a 47-35 and 35 record. They're led by Jimmy Butler with 22 points a game. Carl Anthony Towns led them in rebounding with 12.3 rebounds a game. Jeff Teague. Led them in assists with seven assists a game. Jimmy Butler led them in steals with two. And Carl Anthony Towns led them in blocks with one and a half blocks a game. So those are the eight teams that will be competing in the Western Conference for a chance at the Larry O'Brien Trophy. And when we come back, I will get into my breakdown of each individual round and eventually tell you who I think 
is going to make it out of the West. And you're listening to G Squared, Talking Sports. All right, welcome back to G Squared, Talking Sports. So here we go. Time to get right to it in our Western Conference playoff preview. The first set of games that I'm going to get into is the number one Houston Rockets versus the eighth seed Minnesota Timberwolves. This series gets set to get underway Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. The game will be played in Houston. Now this series, again, Houston had the best overall record. They have home court advantage. I see, uh, although, you know, Minnesota has a great young nucleus. Um, I really, I think this is going to be a sweep. I don't see how Minnesota gets a game. I mean, possibly they may get one in their first game since, you know, the fans will be waiting for them to come back in game three in Minnesota. Um, I just, in seeing how Tom Thibodeau played his teams in Chicago, it seemed like his teams in Chicago, by the time they got to the playoffs, they just, they hit the wall. They were gassed out. He really pushes his team hard. Expects a lot of them, obviously, uh, during the season. But from what, you know, I saw from the, the Bulls, and you saw a little bit, this this year with the uh, with the Timberwolves is towards the end of the year they uh, they had a scratch and claw there to uh, fight off the Denver Nuggets to get into the play to get to the eighth seed and get into the playoffs. But I'm excited to see Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, the young the young stars of the uh, of the T Wolves, and their first opportunity in in playoff basketball. So that that'll be fun to watch. But again, I don't I don't see I don't see how. Uh, <clears throat> Minnesota gets uh, wins wins that series, so I, I you know I have I have Houston moving on, and uh, the next the next games we have again the number two seed Golden State Warriors playing the seventh seed San Antonio Spurs, and this this series gets underway Saturday at twelve o'clock Pacific time in Oakland at Oracle Arena. Normally this would be a a Western Conference Finals Golden State versus San Antonio, but this year due to uh, circumstances, especially on the Spurs side where injuries played a key factor, uh, they're the seventh seed, so now this is the first round matchup. In the years past, when this was a five-game series, I would have a lot more intrigue because when it was a five-game series, you know, you got a, you got a game on, on the opponent's floor, then you, got, you came back home and uh, it was a good, good opportunity for you to win that series in a short series for you to pull off the upset. In this case, in seven, I even even with the uh, Golden State Warriors banged up, you know, you have Steph Curry with the sprained MCL. So um, I, I I just I I see I see Golden State winning this series. Actually, see them maybe four one four two. I don't see how um, the San Antonio Spurs can can pull this one off. But one interesting side note about Steph Curry's injury, you know, it was a sprained MCL, which is is considered very serious, but uh, should be back at full strength. But one thing is, you know, he, obviously everybody knows he's a he's one of the best shooters of NBA history. But it seems like players that come off this injury, when they come off, they they have not shot well from three point range uh, when returning from a from a grade two MCL sprain. So not sure how you know they get all that data, but. I, I you know it'd be interesting to watch. Just a little side note on that. That, um, but I, I think a shooter like Steph Curry, he'll figure out a way to, to to overcome that. But again, um, 
it would have been nice to see this um, see Kawhi Leonard play in this play in this uh, matchup, but second year in a row that they actually have matched up in the playoffs, and Kawhi Leonard will not be playing, so it it would have been nice again to to see him to to play, but it's not happening. And again, I, I see Golden State moving on. And we have the three six matchup. We got the number three Portland Trailblazers against the New Orleans Pelicans. We have two teams that are, are relatively new to um the playoff not new to playoff basketball, but I guess Portland is is, is new to the having them as the number three seed. And uh, I really like I, I I said in my when I was breaking down the teams and the records I I, I I said how I really like Portland and how I think they can um they can make some noise. Anytime you got Damian Lillard, I mean that that guy can put up you know, 30 points in a blink of an eye. And then you got his backcourt mate, C.J. McCollum, another guy that can put up points. You got a good good young center in Yusuf Nurkic in the middle. You got good pieces around him. Evan Turner um, is also uh, is not going to be pressed into action due to the injury to Mo Harkless, who had left knee surgery. So he's going to be out of the playoffs. And that, that's going to put Evan Turner in into the starting lineup and will open up uh, you know spots for some guys on the bench to get some minutes, so we'll see how that turns out, you know, Evan Turner is a good player, but not somebody that, that, you know, strikes fear in, into you if you're, you're, you're the opponent, but, um, it'll, it'll be interesting, uh, Portland, always a tough place to play, I mean, those fans are ready, and, uh, since, you know, you got Portland as a, the Blazers, they are, they are part of the community, and, and those fans, that they will be ready, for their their first playoff game, um, and they'll be loud. And it's like I said, it's always a it's a, it's a tough, intimidating arena. And if you're a, a team that's not used to a playoff atmosphere like that, it can be it can be intimidating and overwhelming. But again, I see I see Portland winning the series actually four two. I do see New Orleans be able to win a game or two. Not having Demarcus Cousins obviously is a huge blow. Because anytime you would have those two guys, that that's the new twin towers or the the uh, twin towers for this era of NBA basketball. But um, that would have been that would have been very very cool to see uh, both those guys in the playoffs. But unfortunately, Demarcus Cousins went down with this Achilles injury, and we don't have that. But I also you know New Orleans does have some some good players, and they got uh, Drew Holiday in the backcourt who can put up some points. So. It'll be a fun series. I, I do definitely think um, it'll be fun to watch the young players go up and down the court. You know, Anthony Davis, I think he's going to put up some monster numbers. They're going to go through him. So, But I see Portland moving on. Then we have the 4-5 matchup, which is the fourth-seeded Oklahoma City Thunder against the fifth-seeded Utah Jazz. And actually, they switched positions at the last, at the last uh, game of the season. Where uh, you had uh, Utah as the number four seed, but since everybody had the same record, OKC had the tiebreaker over Utah, and they got the fourth seed, which gives Oklahoma City the advantage. Which is that is the only reason why I'm going to take Oklahoma City in this in this uh, round. If not, I would have taken the Utah Jazz. Utah's up and coming; they're young, but a lot of them this is their first go around in the playoffs. So, and uh, the you can you can say what you want about the regular season, but playoff basketball is a different beast, just like in any other sport. The intensity is ratcheted up, everything is faster. You know, obviously the pressure. So um, 
you know, I'm I'm not I'm not saying Utah can't win the series, but uh, just because Oklahoma City has the the home court, and I see the series going seven. So anytime it's a seven game, you know, seven game, you got to go with with the home team. And I'm gonna go with the fact that you have, you know, three all stars on Oklahoma City. So anytime you have the stars, um, they should be able to win in the first round. However, we've seen that although they have the three all stars, possibly three future Hall of Famers. I mean, we think I think Russell Westbrook will end up, but uh, Carmelo, again, possibly fringe Hall of Famer, but he's definitely a, a, an All Star. Has been an All Star in the past, and you know when they traded for Paul George, you would have thought that they would be competing possibly for the number one seed, but that that was not the case. And they almost again, since the West was so competitive, they almost didn't even make the playoffs, and uh, that would have been that would have been very interesting because of all the rumors about Paul George possibly leaving, coming to Los Angeles. And uh, we'll see, but I, I see them moving on. But I also think it's interesting how, with adding that firepower uh, with um, George and Anthony, that they did not improve one game in their in their overall record from last year. And actually, uh, Victor Oladipo, who ended up getting traded to Indiana, um, had a better season. So, just interesting, interesting things. But I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with Russell Westbrook. And everybody wants to say it's him, but. Who wouldn't want to play with a guy that plays with that intensity and that passion and, and brings it every night? So uh, one of the key injuries that for this series to watch out for is Andre Roberson is out. With an, he's been out ACL surgery. Um, not a big hit on the offensive end, but definitely on the defensive end. When he was, in, when he was on the team and playing, they were actually, uh, Oklahoma City was a very great, uh, very good, excuse me, uh, Defensive team, they were number five overall in defensive efficiency, and since uh, Andre Robinson went down, they fell all the way down to number 18. So their defense took a hit, which that's why I don't see them moving past uh, possibly the second round, but they'll definitely they'll win this series in game seven. So now we'll be at the Western Conference semifinals, which leaves us with Houston versus Oklahoma City and Golden State versus Portland. First, uh, first series I'm going to preview here is Houston versus Oklahoma City, which would be interesting. we got the ex-teammates going up against each other, James Harden going up against um, Russell Westbrook. Another um, side note in this series is that I'm sure people will talk about is that Chris Paul, he's never made it out of the second round. So is this the year that he makes it out of the second round? You know, he's on a team. He made the right move, obviously, coming, coming from the Clippers, leaving the Clippers when that ship was about to go down and going to Houston. And everybody was worried that he and James Harden was were would not be able to coexist because how could two guys that want the ball at all times how are they going to be able to to uh, play together? But they showed that they could play together very well, and it looks like James Harden quite possibly could be the MVP this year. And um, you know this this series again any anytime anytime you have Russell Westbrook it, it's it's a, it's an intriguing series because he he. You never know what he's gonna do, and he, and he again he plays with that passion. But I don't I don't see how they can beat Houston. Um, so I, I have I have Houston actually winning this series four two. Uh, they 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 win they win the first two, and then they go down to uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma and maybe gets one, and um, and possibly two. But I don't see them getting more than that. I see Houston moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Then we got Golden State versus Portland. And in this one here, it's another, again, interesting matchup. I believe Portland, you know, a few times during the season they took it to uh, to Golden State. But, again, 
playoff basketball, much different than regular season basketball. The key thing is going to be, you know, are, are they going to be healthy? Is, uh, you know, Golden State going to be healthy? Is Steph going to be at 100%? Will Durant, even though he was banged up, Draymond's been banged up, uh, Clay Thompson's been banged up. You know, they all have their index and bruises. And this is all part of it. Was, it wasn't just this season. It's uh, All those guys have been logging heavy minutes from the last three years in the run into the in, into the uh, finals against Cleveland. So you can't... Um, you know, you can't discount that. That that, that has a wear and tear. But um, even if they're missing one other one player, they still have three other all-stars on the court. And uh, I think that, uh, that that's going to be too much for Portland to overcome. But I'm going to say this series is going to go seven. I do see Portland stretching Golden State. Golden State's not going to, you know, not going to be as easy as it was last year when they were when they had, they were they lost one game. There's just no way it's going to be that easy for them with all the injuries and just some of the fatigue. But they're going to get stretched here in this series. But I do see, I do see Golden State winning the series against Portland, which sets up the matchup everybody's been anticipating: Houston versus Golden State. And you have James Harden, Chris Paul versus you know Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And this would be a great, you know, this 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 would definitely be a good series and. It, it, it's two teams that are evenly matched, two teams that play good defense, although, again, when you, a lot of people, when the season started, they didn't think James Harden would be playing defense, but he's, or more or less, that a Mike D'Antoni team would be considered a defensive team, but somehow both of them have figured something out this year, and, and, and they look good on the defensive end. So does Golden State. Um, I just, I'm looking at the matchups. You know, of course, you're going to have Harden versus Curry, uh, both guys pretty much cancel each other out there because, you know, even though they're they're different players, they can still put up the same amount of points. You'd have um, uh, Chris Paul. You know, he's another X factor. Chris Chris Paul is. Uh, I think he's hungry. You know, I think he he's definitely he he feels he's on the he's on a team that has the you know championship real legit. Although you know his Clipper teams in the past, they were talked about that they could make the you know. They had championship potential, but they never really, they never really did, and they never, they never were even close to reaching their championship potential. But he's on a Houston team that, that that's pretty loaded, not just in the starters, but also in on their bench. But a key injury that a lot of people, you know, I don't know if a lot of people are noticing is second to last game of the season. A lot of people are wondering why, you know, didn't D'Antoni even have? some of his regulars or some of his key reserves out there on the court against the Laker team that was going nowhere. They were just finishing out the string. Luke Richard Mute went up for a dunk, dunked it, and ended up actually spraining his his shoulder. And he's likely going to miss the first round, which, again, that won't matter against Minnesota. But if, you know, that that's something to monitor. If he cannot come back, he's a key part of the second unit. Um, he brings the defense. He's he's one of the better defenders of that team, which is what they want to you know hang their hat on. So, um, I I never understand those coaches that you know they fear that uh, they're gonna they're gonna have rust if they don't play you know three games. And these these are professional athletes. I mean, I think they'll be ready to go. So, you know, of course Houston's hoping that 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 injury doesn't come back to to bite them and doesn't come back to hurt them, but. Um, that's something to keep an eye on. So, with you know, with that said, um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have them going to the finals for a fourth year in a row, and I have Golden State going to the finals and uh, beating Houston. And there, that series again is gonna go seven. I believe that series is gonna go seven. They're gonna be stretched out, but I don't I don't think uh, Golden State fears going into Houston in, in Game Seven, and uh, I do believe they can pull that one out. And uh, Golden State is my choice for. The Western Conference, and they're going to represent the Western Conference in the finals. That's what I think. But what do you guys think? If you want, leave me an audio message. Let me know what you guys think. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of G Squared Talking Sports.